What's up, everyone? This is the Four Wins in June podcast. We hope you had a great MLK day yesterday and a great three-day weekend. I'm Danan. I'm Ryan. Uh, just one clarification real quick. Uh, my name is Ryan Corey, and everyone calls me Corey or Cor. So if you hear anyone on the pod say that, that's just what that is. So I know some people were confused about that. So just clarifying that. Um, but we're actually not alone today. We actually have our first guest ever on the pod, and we're super stoked to have him. Let's get it. He's a huge Warriors fan, probably even a bigger Jordan Poole fan. Um, it's my boy Luke Severson. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, like like you said, I'm a huge Warriors fan. I love the NBA. I kind of just love sports in general. I've, uh, I watch and play pretty much anything I can. Uh, I grew up a Warriors fan. My dad's from the Bay Area. He's from Fremont, California in Oakland and always rooted for the Warriors growing up they sucked and so when they started getting good and he kind of forced me to watch but I hated sports you know and it was so boring it was not as much fun as going out and playing these but then the 14-15 season I watched that whole playoff run and and the championship and I kind of fell in love with it and so the next season came around you know the the, that was the 73-9 season that I was always calculating the stats seeing what you know what games we had to win which games we could drop to, to beat the record and that's kind of when I fell in love with, with stats and kind of figuring out, you know, the NBA, how it works and the different uh, stat categories for each players. And then obviously just ever since, it's just been so much fun to watch and such a fun style of basketball. So, yeah, that's sick, Luke. You know, as fellow Warriors fans, we love yes, to sir. see that. Um, today, we just wanted to go over kind of what's happening in the NBA, of course. Last night, we had some top scorers. Uh, we had Tatum with 51, LeBron with 48, and Steph with 41. Um, let's talk about Tatum real quick because, you know, Corey, yeah. Corey loves the Celtics and Tatum is It was is a great best, game. Best buy. <laughs> yeah, so last night, it was not even last night, it was the afternoon. We had an early tip-off, the man they tip-off against the Hornets. Uh, we had a little mini two-game series against them. We were missing Jalen Brown in both of them, so really opened the door for Tatum to really drop some some buckets in there, and he did, definitely. So it was such an efficient 51 points. He only shot 23 times. So yeah. it was amazing to see he could really could do whatever he wants, and the Hornets really just couldn't stop him. Yeah, I bet that uh, Hornets announcer was pretty hyped. <laughs> if you haven't heard the clip of his last bucket, his last bucket is golden from the Hornets announcer. <laughs> they loved it. We love that, man. We, we wish there were more announcers out there. Oh, for sure. Um, and LeBron, just a casual 48 in his old age, yeah. right? Old they kind of needed it, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a close game. They did, even against the, the lowly Rockets. Yeah. Um, and then Steph, 41, put the team on his back in the fourth quarter. Him and Draymond actually came yeah, up. Yeah, Draymond yeah. had, what, 16 on the game or something like that? Something like something that, but 11, 11 points in the fourth. Yeah, absurd. A very Draymond stat line right there. Yeah. Um, doing everything he can to impact the game. Two threes in the fourth. That mm-hmm. was insane. He's a shooter. Um, We want to talk about a little bit about um, some star players that are on some lowly teams. I'm going to say star player, yeah. They're getting there. I mean, they're they're stars for their respective teams, right? They're up and coming. Up and coming. Rookie rookie stars or second year players. Um, One of them is Alfred Sengun. Is that Mm -hmm. what you say? Yeah, Sengun. Um, He's on the Rockets. He's a center. Uh, I think it's his second year in the league. He was drafted in the first round of 2021. Mm-hmm. But this year he's uh, really coming to his own. He's averaging 15, uh, 9-3 on 56% shooting right now. And last night against the Lakers, he had 33 points, 15 rebounds, 6 assists, and 4 blocks. 
Yeah, that's kind of kind of crazy right there. I think especially with those international players, they're either a bust or they're a hit because you just have so little film on them. So this mm-hmm. guy coming from Turkey, we didn't really know what was going to happen, but it was a good pick because Houston Rockets don't have a future, so they might as well try, <laughs> as, right? Yeah. And so seeing these stat lines, seeing what he's doing this year, it kind of almost scares me. Like, this guy's getting good quick, and that's kind of mm-hmm. what those foreign players do, just like Luca, just like Dirk did. You know, they get, they get good quick. Yeah, I think he has a bright future for sure. Um, hopefully the Rockets can kind of figure out, uh, you know, if they're going to tank still or if they're <laughs> oh, going they to try and win. They're not winning. Um, in the but future. For but I'd, I'd like to see Sengun actually play for a, a valuable team, yeah. a playoff team. At if some point. you haven't seen Sengun play, you need to go watch him. I mean, man has shot 100% from three the last two games. Okay. Well, how, so, how many attempts? Um, he had a couple attempts. He's averaging... Um, let me look at the stat real quick. He probably doesn't you. shoot a lot. That's true. Maybe he's just how to... And is he keeping them from the Victor sweepstakes? You know, they already have a center. They, that's true. He's winning them games. They need to keep up with the Hornets. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> MJ knows, man. He knows. <laughs> he knows what he wants. Um, another star that we want, or I guess young player. I keep calling them stars. I don't know why. I just see their stats <laughs> and they just go off. But Walker Kessler for the Jazz. Um Last night he had 20 points and 20 rebounds, right? Yeah, a nice 20-20 game for Walker Kessler. What do you call that, a quadruple, double, or double, <laughs> quadruple? <What? laughs> I don't know. I've only seen it called 20-20 game. 20-20. It's funny because he was obviously traded in the Rudy Gobert trade, and that was kind of Rudy's signature was to have those 20-20 games or 10-20, uh, whatever he did. Um, so we're seeing Walker Kessler come off the bench for the Jazz and kind of fill in that role is really cool to see. Yeah, and I said when when they traded Gobert and they got Kessler, I'm like they basically just got the same player. Like mm-hmm. all every jazz, jazz fan will tell you that you know Gobert's the best three time defensive player of the year, but it's like really all he did was protect the paint. Like on mm-hmm. defensive end, he couldn't guard outside, um, and that's what Kessler does. He just defends the paint. Yeah, um, and I would say he's a better offensive player, um, just the knack for the. The bucket down yeah. low, he, he's better than Gobert at that, I think. Yeah, he's a really fun player to watch, and he's kind of just a throw-in at the end of the Rudy Gobert trade, but he's making a big impact. Um, and just go back to Alfred Sengun for just a second. He was two for two for last night from three. Two for two. So, so he's not shooting a lot, you know. He's but he's making them. He's making them. So. Maybe he can add that to his game. Maybe if he, yeah. he can get more consistent with that. <laughs> yeah. But um, the right. next next one I wanted to talk about, uh, the Grizzlies are kind of on a – a tear right now. I don't think they've lost yet. No, they've all, they're on a ten After game Christmas, win streak right now. After they got annihilated by the Warriors second strings. <laughs> yeah, it'll do it to you. I'll wake <laughs> you up. <laughs> that will. But uh, Ja had a ridiculous poster. He like jumped and cocked it all the way back to like his hip, right? It looked like, and then just yammed it. Um, oh, they actually lost to the Suns after the Warriors. Oh, they did. Okay, yeah. so it's after the Suns. So. Yeah. But, then um, they've won 10 straight. Okay, okay. So, yeah, Grizzlies are on a tear. Um, but, yeah, after Jaw did that, that insane dunk, um, mm-hmm. you know, added to his highlights. Wait, one thing. They, on ESPN, they do a Jaw, like, almost dunk highlights. It's like, <laughs> what the heck is that? Like, why are we showing that? It looks cool. I mean, you, everyone, when you're watching the games, you see him cock it back like that. Even if he doesn't go in, you, you're up out of your seat. That's you're true, you're yeah. saying, oh, my God. Gosh. It's one of the reasons we love professional sports, right? Is these guys can do things that we can't mm-hmm. even fathom doing. Right? Yeah. yeah. So even if it doesn't go in, if he gets fouled or whatever, 
it's still amazing to see. Yeah. It's just kind of funny that I feel like it's a little bit of a reach, but you know, yeah. it's, it's ESPN. <laughs> yeah. They're always digging. That's true. Yeah. Um, but after he after that game, it was he got drug tested and he tweeted about it. It was like mm-hmm. a seventh one. Um, but <laughs> it's it's hilarious, honestly. At this point, I mean, how seriously can the league actually be with these drug tests? I mean, they're gonna do them routinely, but after big performances, they did drug test them coincidentally after it just it's so funny to me yeah didn't it happen to who did it happen to before um they just like went off was it was, it wasn't luca uh, no i swear they they did that to someone i mean else i wouldn't be surprised if they drug test luca after the 60 20 and 10 game <laughs> yeah but or uh, donovan mitchell after a 71 yeah, that's what it, donovan was, mitchell. it was donovan mitchell i almost feel like they do it after the big performances because that's when people would care Mm-hmm. If you're not going to go drug test the guy dropping two off the bench, the guys in the G League, because obviously it's not helping them very much yeah. if they are drugged up. So if they can keep the top guys fair and you know keep staying to the rules, then everyone else will kind of fall in line. And if anyone spikes up, you can kind of just test yeah. them and see what happens. I think the funniest instance was I forget what the play who the player was, but there was a instance where this there's a Photoshop picture going around that this player just looking jacked. And the, and the NBA drug test him because of the picture. Oh, it, uh, it was Caruso. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was, it was Caruso. And I, yeah, it was Photoshopped. And He's just, yeah. So funny to me. Get randomly, quote unquote, randomly drug tested. Yeah. You know? So the NBA, we know what you're doing. We know you're just using for publicity at this point. They're not actually using drugs. Jaws is just that freakishly athletic. Yeah, so, yeah. but it was but a funny storyline to. I wonder on. what he would be like with the drugs. Oh my gosh, he'd be jumping out of the building. That's true, and he'd be like just like Zion, probably. Yeah, like built. Yeah, so that's kind of what went on around the league last night and the in this last weekend. Um, but for the rest of the episode, we kind of wanted to focus on the Warriors because we got my man Luke in the in the studio. Um, so we wanted to focus on the Warriors and kind of pick his brain about some of the things going on the team because. They're having an interesting season right now. They're the repeated. Uh, they won the championship last year, so they're reigning champs. But they're kind of hovering around 500, and they have some problems. So I want to pick you guys' brains to see what's happening. Yeah, for sure. Last night, uh, Steph had 41 points, and after the game, Kerr commented and said that he's the modern-day MJ. So let's talk about that a little bit. What are your thoughts on that, Luke? Um, I think, obviously, it's it's... How it's being portrayed by the media is, you know, that Steve Kerr thinks Steph is as good as MJ, and I don't think anyone does. MJ was probably the best ever, if not, you know, the man who, you know, is the NBA now. He is, you know, the poster child. And he does things, and he did things that I don't think anyone really ever will for a very long time, if ever. But the thing I think Kerr was getting at is how Steph changed the NBA. There's all those stats about how when MJ came to the league, you know, the salary cap was, you know, single-digit millions. I don't know what it was. Very low. And how it, like, quintupled or, you know, was five times more by the time he left. Because like, he brought people to the NBA. People watched because of MJ. You know, people wanted to see Air Jordan. They wanted to see how high he could jump. The crazy finishes. And ever since, the NBA has been growing exponentially. And now, you know, the salary cap keeps going up. We're now, you know, in China. We're playing games in Mexico and in London, whatever, in Paris today, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that was MJ. MJ changed the game. And I think Steph has a very similar impact. He changed the way the game is played and seen from young people. I think most people, if you ask the kids that are playing in eighth grade, right, all of them love 
Steph Curry. All mm-hmm. of them want to be shooting from half. They all want the Currys. They all want his jersey. And you're describing me. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? Like all us young people, we grew up with Steph. Mm-hmm. And the Warriors changed basketball. And it's because they had a point guard like Steph that has never really been seen before. And so is Steph as good as MJ? Even me, who I love Steph, he obviously has made my life so much better watching sports and has changed my life, you know. He's never met me and doesn't know who I am. But still, yeah. I, I still can't go as far to say he's as good as MJ on a pure basketball standpoint. But he changed the, bas- he's changed the league just as much as yeah. MJ ever did. Yeah, he definitely changed the league. Like Dana was saying, the Steph, the 2014-2015 season was around the time we were in high school. Uh, kind of makes us feel old a little bit. Yeah. But um, we were playing high school basketball, and I was a strictly post player. I went down the post. I did my thing. And I saw that transition like in real time when the coach kind of relied on the post less and wanted someone to go out and shoot threes instead. And so it kind of pissed me off because he kind of <laughs> moved me out of the rotation because of it. Um, so I kind of held that grudge against Steph for a while. But, but then you became the best screener ever. <laughs> of course. you got to make use of what you can so you can get on the court. Um, but it kind of made me resent Steph. Of course, I matured, so now I don't hate him as much, um, except for the finals last year. But uh, I think what Kerr was trying to say, like you were saying, Luke, is the media is going to twist it. Um, he's not saying he's exactly MJ because Steph and MJ are very different games. They very, play very different styles. Um, and one of my favorite things that young people do is when they try to compare them to someone else, they say, I'm not the next Kobe, I'm not the next Tatum, I'm not the next LeBron, I'm the first me. And so I think it's kind of uh, impossible to compare Steph to MJ because he's not the next MJ, he's the first Steph. So I think exactly. that's the best way to compare him. Yeah, no, I think like we're saying no one has done what MJ has done, but no one has done what Steph has done either. Mm-hmm. Like, shooting all these threes, he really changed the game, like you are yeah. talking about. And I think I think we can all agree that that's what Steve Kerr was trying to say, um, or that's the point he was getting across. Yeah. Um, I'd also like to highlight the just the worldwide impact that Steph has on the game. I think after watching the, um, the Last Dance on Netflix, that's kind of one thing that they highlighted about MJ, was that, you know, everyone wanted to see him. He was the talk... Um, Finals MVP, won all these championships. I can say the same thing about Steph. The the worldwide impact that he has on basketball um, is very MJ esque, um, mm-hmm. and and just the situation of last night when the comments came. They were um, in DC, uh, kind of the end of the game when Steph was going off. There were people cheering, like the fans were cheering louder mm-hmm. for Steph than for the Wizards. Yeah, um, and just the whole the whole uh, premise of it. They're visiting the White House today. Um, kind of cool. Um, hopefully that goes well. Yeah. But you see some of the pictures from it so yet? No, not yet. There's a picture of Steph giving like a, a speech from the. Um, he gave an address. Yeah, he gave him the address. Oh, the, wow. He's he's looking really to the good. Press too. He's got this crisp blue suit, black tie. Yeah. Steph's a class good. act. Class act. I'll have to watch that after. Yeah. But we also want to talk about um, just the Warriors as as a team right now. We have a lot of young players. Uh, that need to step up if we're going to win a championship again because we lost Otto Porter, Bielitsa, Gary Payton, some key, like, I guess veterans, you could say, mm-hmm. um, to last year. Uh, this year we're trying more to rely on the rookies. Um, what do you think about uh, Moody or Kamingo, Wiseman, Baldwin, those ki- types of players, Luke? Um, 
They're really coming into their own. I think the first quarter of the season, everyone was chucking the Warriors bench under the bus, saying they were the problem. And now I don't know if we can really say that anymore. I think it's kind of a team effort while we're losing a lot. But mm-hmm. the Moody, I think, is a true scorer. He was coming out of college. I loved him at Arkansas. I think he's really good. And he, he's starting to learn the game even more. He comes off the bench pretty consistently now for a couple minutes here and there. And he's always good for a three. I've, I went to the Warriors-Jazz game uh, that we lost in the last seconds, which sucked. But Moody kept us in this, that game almost single-handedly, hitting three threes in the fourth and all these crazy things. So I think he's really becoming a consistent scorer. If you guys remember Ian Clark that used to be on the Warriors a while back, I think he's pretty similar to that. He comes off the bench, he's good for a bucket or two, and he won't lose us the game. I don't know if he'll win us any games for the foreseeable future, but he won't lose us any. And then Kaminga, I really didn't think fit our system. I'm confused why we drafted him. I know he's an exceptional talent. He's only played basketball for a couple years from the Congo, right? He grew up playing soccer. But... It, he's starting to figure it out. I think he's a really moldable guy, obviously coming from not a lot of basketball background. He's starting to figure out what Kerr wants him to do. I don't know if there's a language barrier there or something, but he, he, didn't, seem to, he didn't seem to really get it last year. He was a successful talent, could get a bucket because he's just so freakishly athletic. He was a mismatch if he's against a center because he's too fast. He's too big for a guard. He's like this perfect stretch three, four, whatever. But this season, all of a sudden, he's starting to win us games with the little things. I think I remember a couple big rebounds, a couple big steals. You know, in certain right, games, defense is, defense is starting to come in. And I think the offense will just be there. Because now all of a sudden we're in transition off a turnover or a rebound he gets. And who's going to stop Kaminga in transition? He's so athletic. He's so mm-hmm. powerful, right? Yeah, I'd also say on Kaminga, his um, just IQ of the game, uh, passing, there's times where he drives and he just will just make the right play. I think that has come with, um, like, with Draymond helping him out, just with some experience. I think that has really helped his game. And he's also picking up, like you're saying on defense, he's picking up the point guard full court mm-hmm. press sometimes, which is pretty insane. So well, I've, I've, I'm proud of Kaminga. I think he's going to be great. It's sad that he's out right now. But yeah. when he comes back, the Missing. Warriors will need him. And I think he's going to step up. Um, the next we want to talk about Wiseman. Wiseman's kind of a different story. I, I feel like he hasn't really had a, a chance Due to injury, due to he's a rookie, due to what we need mm-hmm. from him. Um, what are your thoughts on, on Wiseman, Luke? Uh, unfortunately, I think his, his ceiling has really come down from when we drafted him at number yeah. two. Uh, I was actually uh, serving a, a, a religious mission when we drafted him. I remember telling everyone, like, I do not want this guy. I did not like Wiseman. I've, I feel like centers drafted high never work out. The only ones I can think of are like Hakeem Olajuwon, right? Or maybe going back even farther. But in recent memory, I can't think of anyone. All Joel Embiid centers... was drafted pretty high. It's true. Cat. But he yeah. took a number. Eh. Joel Embiid eh. was out and hurt yeah. for a couple years. Luckily, he turned it around. Obviously, we can hope that for Wiseman. But I feel like there's more busts than like Okafors, the Odoms that we see instead. So I see Wiseman. I see his potential. His ceiling used to be like he could be this freak athlete. He could also shoot. He could be a Joel Embiid, whatever. Uh, and Anthony Davis. But I don't think it's there anymore. I honestly don't think his ceiling's there anymore. He's missed too much time. He doesn't seem to quite get the Warrior system, which is hard to it's hard to develop. You know, he didn't play that much college because of kind of the scandals and him getting suspended and things like that. And so I think I'm hoping that once he comes back from injury, he was doing pretty good right before the injury. The G League's really helping him out. I'm hoping his ceiling is almost like a JaVale McGee, a rim runner who can get a couple blocks, is a spark plug off the bench. But I don't know if he's the center of the future for the Warriors. I don't know if he can ever be 
that guy's going to put in 30 minutes, unfortunately. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I think... I think he, you know, we kind of give him a hard time, honestly. Like he's a he's a good shooter. Yeah. Like we don't really see that in the NBA because of like where he is in the in the Warriors system, and the Warriors yeah. just need him as a rebounder, defender kind of player. Mm-hmm. But like his skill set, I still think he has a high ceiling. Like he yeah. is so lengthy, he can shoot, he can rebound. I don't know about his passing IQ. Like that's gonna that's gonna be the part that he's gonna have to grow. And with more playing time and more experience, he's gonna get that. And right now, the Warriors, I just think they're just not a good fit for him. Yeah. Um. He needs to develop. He needs to be on a team like where he can just play with yeah. the Rockets or <laughs> Charlotte or Charlotte, the Spurs. Piston, Spurs. He just yeah. needs playing time, and I think that's why Steve Kerr signed him to the G League earlier in the season to get playing time. And he mm. went off in the G League. He doesn't. He doesn't belong there. No. He doesn't belong anywhere but the NBA, but he just needs to play more. Yeah. I think especially what made it hard was the um, Kevon Looney kind of stepped up yeah. and really did a great job for the Warriors. And so Steve Kerr kind of was stuck in a hard place where he's like, I can't put the Wiseman in these minutes to develop because Kevon Looney's doing such a good job. And they, I don't think the Warriors expected Kevon Looney to be as good as he is right now. So it's kind of the development of Kevon Looney while Wiseman is out. That's kind of hindering Wiseman, but yeah. I would agree. I think his play style is the kind of play style that will allow him to thrive. It just might not be on the Warriors. Yeah, and the Warriors system, like we just we don't need really a center. Like no, yeah, Loon, need, Loon has all the center minutes yeah, we got. Right? We need yeah. Looney. We need one, right? <laughs> yeah. But we we can play small. Like we can play play Draymond at the five. We can put Kaminga out there, like Iguodala when he's healthy. Wiggins, like we have a lot of like. Small forward type players that are tall and lengthy that can make up for for a center lack thereof. Um, we just need to have to focus on team rebounding, which we've done in the past. So I think think we can be fine there without uh, Wiseman this this run if we rely on Looney. Like yeah. you know, he's gonna wear off with the minutes. He, he has a heavy load, but yeah. I think we can still rely on him when he's in his. I guess it's prime right now, I feel yeah, like. I, Loon played all 82 last year and did the whole playoffs, and I, I see no reason. He does the little things. He knows the system, and I think he's perfect yeah. for us. Yeah, hopefully he gets his minutes somewhere and shows and starts to blossom. Um, but the last thing we want to talk about was your rookie this year, Patrick Baldwin Jr., um, which many people called it the steal of the draft. Um, he has really high ceiling, but it was really just a big question mark on if, if he would develop. Um, he hasn't gotten very many minutes this year. Um, just sporadically when guys were out, he stepped in and filled that role. But he's played decently when he's in there. So I guess, what do you guys think of your rookie so far? How has he shown out? I think he's he's good. Um, he gets in these situations, Kurt puts him in where we need threes, and he shoots, and he makes them. He, I don't know what he's shooting stat-wise, but um, whenever I see him on the floor, he'll he'll be shooting at least like 40%, yeah. I feel like. He's shooting 43% from the field, 43% from three, but only 75% from free throw. Okay. So get that free throw I mean, number up. Patrick was, I think, a top five out of his high school class, but chose to go to Milwaukee because that's where his dad coaches and tore it up. And I think the only reason he wasn't drafted as high as everyone thought he was out of high school is he got like two ankle injuries in a row. Yeah, didn't he have some injuries? Missed yeah. a lot of time. And so the Warriors were in a position, which is an awesome position. I love being in it. Where it's like, we don't need a rookie to you know, produce. We have our championship core. We just won a championship. So our draft picks are almost like long shots. Is this because if this guy develops and is the top high school draft pick, all of a sudden we have the top five pick 
that no one, everyone else passed on because of the injury. But if the injury doesn't, you know, keeps nagging and it doesn't let him develop, then well, we missed. I think it's the same kind of scenario as Denver with Michael Porter Jr. Um, you know, they took a risk on him with his back injuries, and then he he ends up he still kind of gets injured here and there, but he's a good player when he plays. And I think Baldwin has a similar skill set. He's a shooter, tall, lengthy guy. If he learns a little bit of defense, um, that could help three and D. I think that's kind of the player he could turn out to be. Yeah. I think he's shooting extremely well. I know it says 43, but I feel like that might be a little skewed for the games where we have blowouts and you just lopping them up. If he comes in in real time, I feel like he's almost 50 or 60. He doesn't miss. It's insane. Yeah. I think there was, he's was it against shooter. the Grizzlies or something where he came in and he just like cashed like, he four, hit like four in a row. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. It's like he, he's a shooter. And which at that point, you're going to fit in the Warrior system. If you can shoot, we'll find yeah. you. Yeah. If you can hit him, we'll find you. Yeah. So I'm very I mean, excited about him. There's no better system to learn to shoot threes than the Warriors <laughs> right now. Yeah. Two of the top three all-time three-point shooters on the team coaching you up. That's a dream for him. Yeah. Wait, what about Clay? That's what I said. Two of the oh, top three. Not Jordan. Oh. oh, oh. <laughs> settle, settle, settle. We talk about him right now. Well, let's yeah. talk about Jordan Poole. The father of my children. <laughs> I saw this one post. I saw this one post about Jordan Poole where the guy said he has a top five handle in the in the NBA. Well, you know that you're going to say yes. Of course. But defend yourself. <laughs> what, what five are you putting ahead of him? All right. We all can agree Steph and, and Kyrie. Kyrie. Is... I'll put Dame up there. Yeah. I think does Dame, Dame still play basketball? Is he he so? does. He's been playing basketball. He <laughs> might be an all-star, like right? That's true. He's doing really well this He's season. carrying the Blazers. He went back-to-back okay, games I to the Mavs. Carrying to the it, 10th seed. See, hey, you guys Dame, can't talk right now. Dame's <laughs> handle, I just feel like, is different. Dame's handle is all about these step-backs at the three-point line. Because Dame... Doesn't drive as much as Jordan does. Jordan mm. is so fast because he's so young. He hasn't been through those injuries yet. That Jordan can almost... I, I've never seen anyone that can keep up with him. He blows past the first defender like it's nothing. Yeah. Obviously, he's still developing to learn how to get past the second, the help defense. You know, he's maybe not shooting as well. But he's scoring 20, what, 21 this year? He's averaging 21 points a game this year. And yeah, his three-point three three percentage is Yeah, his three-point percentage isn't great. It's like 34%. Yeah. He's still dropping 21 which means that his handle to the basket, I think, is better than Dame's. Maybe not overall, but mm-hmm. you know, I don't think there's many people who can stop Jordan on to the hoop. Yeah. So I think he's who, top three. Four. Who else could you put? I mean, Ja. I put Ja up there. Just because he can beat anyone to the basket he wants. Yeah. He's shown that he has an elite handle. And I don't want any of those carry. Uh, uh, everyone everyone carries. Yeah. Everyone they carries. chose Jordan Poole um, to be the poster child. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like Ja, ja does it every time. Come yeah. On. But it's the game we play, all right? It's, yeah. it's like travels. They're not going to call travels very often. So. Unless it's the Warriors. But yeah. I would also I would Watch put Kevin Durant. <laughs> I put the officials. The email. I know one day it's going to leak and it's going to be amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, but I put Kevin Durant in the top five handles. Ooh. Man, the Slim Reaper. He has a wingspan of like seven foot and he can yes. out dribble Just anyone. because he has handles yeah. doesn't that, mean they're better you than You see Jordan's. that ankle yes. breaking on the Wizards? He had a guy laying face down. Yeah, but that's like Jordan has dropped people too. Yeah, not like that. And he goes between his legs between three other people's legs. I will say, last night he did two of them. Like yes, Durant has a great handle, but he's yeah, he's seven foot. He's not as fast. And the fact he can do that is insane. It is. It is insane. I think if we're we're ranking seven footers, 
Kevin's got it. I think yeah. putting Jordan Poole over Kevin Durant is slander to Kevin Durant. Not going to lie. Uh, we're talking about pure Just handle. handle. Yeah. It's not like scoring ability. Go watch like... some Kevin Durant handles videos. It's insane. I'll, I'll show you some Jordan Poole highlights. Yeah. I don't know. See, my thing with Jordan Poole's handles is he kind of looks like he's just going to fall over when Avery does it. Somehow he gets it to work, but... It doesn't look as clean as like Kyrie who has the ball on a rope and he's able to do oh, whatever yeah, he we wants. Put, we split Steph and Kyrie above him. We, yeah, we, yeah. yeah, we acknowledge that. I would say that he's probably, I would say, fourth. Fourth best right now. You put him behind Dame? I put him behind Dame or, I mean, Ja, you can mix him. Yeah. But I definitely think he's top five. Oh, he's got to be top five. He needs to work on his turnovers, though. <laughs> uh, he's young. That's for yeah. sure, especially at the end of the games. But mm-hmm. um, Jordan Poole, yeah, we just. He needs to work on his three turnovers, defense. Like, you can't can't really ask for more out of him right now at his point in his career. He got paid a whole bunch, right? That a was lot. huge. I think I think we still underpaid. <laughs> underpaid. He's um, he's averaging twenty one and he's not even starting most games. A, he, he's not a six man. And he's comparable with Tyler Hero contract and Tyler yeah. Hero one six man. So that's true. But I think Jordan Poole is better than the six man, right? He's starting and dropping he twenty is. a game. That's a good starting he point guard, right? He has a higher ceiling than Tyler Hero. I think Tyler Hero is kind of like right now where he is. Like, mm-hmm. he can't get too much better. Like, the explosiveness, the athletic ability, like, is kind of just who he is right now. Yeah. Like, he could get more efficient. But, like, Poole, he's still going to be athletic. He's still going to cross people up. He's just going to get more and more efficient as he progresses. Yeah, and Poole's definitely a good player, but I think the only thing with that contract is Steph's going to play another five years. So he's always going to be behind Steph in this team. And so he's never going to have that option to be the number one option. And so you're paying a guy $30 million to be a two option at best, depending on what happens with Clay Thompson or Andrew Wiggins or uh, all these other young guys you have. So you're paying a lot lot of money to be... That's the future of the NBA where they're spending more money on players. It is, and you guys spend more money than anyone else. So, it, if it works for you, go for it. <laughs> even though we drafted them all, except for KD. I think just in a vacuum, yeah. in a vacuum, I think you guys overpaid just a little bit for his role. But I think he is a great player, and that it's a good, good, good job locking him up. That's true. That's true. Well, we wanted to talk more about the Warriors, but I think we're kind of getting uh, low on time here. But let's go into our, our bets. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're not going to oh, skip over the drain no, on No, we him. have to. We have to. We have to. We can't talk about Draymond right now. We can't. We can't. You have to talk with the Draymond interview. Too soon. Too soon. We're going to let it settle. You, no, 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 no. This, don't we don't dodge talk. hard topics. No, I don't want to talk about Draymond right now. Draymond, He's on our team right Draymond now. Green is That's not going to be a warrior next year. He's on our team right he now. He came out and told it to Taylor Rooks. To this random person. Who cares? Some random person. The yeah. one that every NBA player has a crush on, apparently. I guess. I guess. The but, writing is on the wall, Dayton. Accept it. Yeah, but that's just just saying stuff. Like, he has a relationship with the Warriors front office. Like, I'm pretty sure the Warriors are going to do every, everything they can do to keep him. And he's just saying, like, if things go south, what is he supposed to say? What is he supposed to say? I'm going to be I don't know why, did, why he said that at all. I'm going to be heartbroken it, if I'm going to leave. It like, was questionable. He's just setting it up. It's just said. publicity. I, Maybe. I think that if he leaves, it's going to be his choice. Yeah. Not going to be the Warriors not paying him oh, or for giving sure. him what he wants. We'll see. And I think it's just a little cop-out for Draymond. Honestly, Draymond, like, to say that, like, oh, it's not my fault. It's not going to be my decision. 
Because the writing's on the wall. The writing's on the yeah. wall. They signed Jordan Poole. They That's signed a lot of money. Wigginson's a lot of money, but the writing's on the wall. You guys would have, what, five guys make him a $30 million if you give him the money he wants? Exactly. But Joe Lacob's going to spend. He, he wants to buy hey. an Angels, too. It's like, true. He has deep pockets, and I don't think... Clearly, he's not afraid to spend it. So, I right, what do you think? I mean, we know Dan is fashion. I it's think it's I, we all know it's up to Draymond. That's how the NBA yeah. works, and I think it's all up to his pride. I think if he ne- thinks he needs to prove more, then he will leave. He want he'll want to go to another team and prove that he can still do it because everyone and their mom and their dog has said, "Well, Draymond's only good because he plays on the Warriors, right? Mm-hmm. He's only good because he has Stephen Clay around him and he can pass, and no one pays attention to him." I think there's some truth. There's some truth to that. I'm not saying if it's true or not. I'm saying if Draymond knows this, he's smart. He's heard that, as of course. So if he wants to go and try to prove it by himself, his pride is in the way. He will leave, yeah. and he'll get the full max. Someone will give it to him. I'm sure there's some stupid Pistons out there or something. They'll yeah. pay it. But <laughs> I think if he is smart, he will realize what we just said that he is him because of the Warriors, and he'll take a pay cut. He'll stay and realize that's well, better for his legacy. A pay cut. He just needs to say. I'm going to stay with these guys. I've played 11 years with yeah, them. I know we have his We've bird right because we, we drafted him. But yeah, I don't know if he's worth the max right now. He obviously has already peaked. Yeah. This, it, I mean, this year's making a case for himself. He's trying. He's trying. He's we also year. are all 500. I mean, he yeah. has great individual stats, but the team's not winning. So but I don't know. Above all else, he's been the one that's played all the games. Of the true. years that you guys kind of took a break and just acquired draft capital, he was there. He was playing. He was teaching young guys. We do owe him a lot, but so. I think we've also paid him a lot. He played, yeah. He's been the, the face of, like, the team, like, not, like, the franchise, but, like, like speaking out and running the team. Like, last year without Draymond, he was hurt with his back. Everyone mm-hmm. was like, we need Draymond back. He's the heart and soul. Yeah. And, like, for him, to, for him to leave that, like, it's kind of the same thing. Similar to KD, it's like you, you don't realize how good you have it until you don't, and then you don't win. Like right now, the Nets are be, kind of spooking us a little bit. Who knows? They could go yeah. deep It's so playoffs. weird to see Draymond on another team. It would. But yeah, it's it like so weird. at the end of the day, it's Draymond's decision. The Warriors are going to pay him. They're going to give him whatever he wants. It's going to be his decision. It's going to be his ego that gets in the way. Yeah. And he can say anything he wants, like the writing's on the wall, <laughs> just to like put it away from, from him. It's not my choice. But yeah. I think yeah. in all honesty, that's, that's kind of the scenario. Yeah. Well, Draymond aside, before we move on, I just got one more question for you, Luke. Um, real quick, uh, the Warriors obviously are 500. The trade deadline's coming up. We'll have an episode talking about the trade deadline here in a little bit. But what would the one move you want the Warriors to make be? Who do you want to trade for? I think it's finally time Miles Turner gets out of Indiana. We have Boy James Wiseman, who's a good young prospect. I think we can toss in either a second-round draft pick or one of our other role players. And I think we can match the salary. I don't know how it works. But he's a good rim protector. He'd come off the bench behind Loon. And all of a sudden now teams can't behind Loon. Oh yeah, I don't. Oh, I don't start cool. Miles. That's Turner. a hot take. Looney knows yeah. too much. If Miles Turner starts popping off off the bench, then you fi- figure it out. But he doesn't earn it just right. Yeah. Looney already earned it. it. You know, this is Loon's team, not Miles Turner. Yeah. And so, I think that would give us another offensive option and defensive option. And I hope that would. It's just a little spark plug to kind of get our guys going and know that we want to win and we're not interested in these young guys if yeah. we can trade them. All right, Warriors, you heard it. Go get Miles Turner. Luke wants it. We'll see, we'll see. But now we're going to get to a betting, finally. Dan can avoid it. I wanted to get to it. I didn't want to talk about Draymond, but whatever. But uh, I did win last week. I kind of dominated him. I'm 2-0 so far. You got lucky with the the Kings. That one was insane. The beam team, baby, coming in clutch. (laughs) 
the Rockets just kept it with if they didn't get in that fight and the mm-hmm. whole Rockets team get, didn't get ejected, it would yeah. have been within ten. And we would have tied. Love the beam team. Um, but we only got four games today, but they're four really good games. So I get to pick first, and then uh, Dan in, and we'll have Luke chime in for, for the games. Um, the first game is Raptors versus Bucks. The Bucks are four and a half points favorites. Um, this is a hard one because I'm pretty sure Giannis is still dealing with an injury. I'm not sure if he's playing or not. I think he's out. Um, so I think the Raptors win this, honestly. If they don't, I think they keep it within four. I'm going to take the Raptors. Okay. I was afraid you were going to say that. Um, the next we have Spurs and Nets. Uh, Nets are five and a half favorites at home. They don't have KD, but it's the Spurs. Mm-hmm. We saw what happened to the Spurs. In the Alamo the time. Dome. But um, yeah, I'll take the Nets on that one. I think, I think that's a that's clear dub. What do you think, Luke? Is, is it Spurs at Nets or Nets at Spurs? Spurs at Nets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the Nets. Pretty sure. Pretty it's sure. Nets at Spurs. Oh, it Spurs is. are home. Oh, okay, okay. And it could be closer, but I feel, I feel like this the Nets still take it. The Spurs just got blown out by the Warriors, so mm-hmm. yeah, they're reeling right now. Yeah. Now, the next game we got is uh, Blazers versus Nuggets. It's in Denver in the Mile High City. The Nuggets have also been on a roll, winning six or seven in a row, too. Number one seed in the West. Um, I've learned my lesson in, in games in the past. Don't bet against Jokic, so I'm taking the Nuggets. Okay, okay. Hopefully we can tie this one. Uh, next, we have Clippers and Sixers. I'm going to take the Sixers because they're only one favorites. Yeah. Um, Clippers have a lot of injuries. Canard's out. Paul George is out. Sixers have Embiid rolling right now. I'm going to pick the Sixers, yeah. I'm fine with that. I'll take the Clippers. Minus one point, that's close enough, and I think Kawhi can get the dub. Okay. Luke, okay. what do you think? Yeah, that's a hard one to call for sure. Just the Clippers have so many injuries. But the Sixers, if they don't get the calls, they're not going to win. So it's yeah. really up to the refs, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. Clippers versus refs. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, those are the games tonight. It should be a, a fun doubleheader on ESPN, I believe. Um, uh, T- TNT. Oh, it's, it's TNT. Tuesdays, yeah, it's yeah. T- Tuesday TNT, so it should be yeah. fun. Um, but just looking ahead to a matchup we're all excited about. It's Thursday, Celtics-Warriors <laughs> yeah. round two. Fun time. So... Celtics might be without Jalen Brown. The Warriors are finally getting healthy. So should be a fun game, and we'll have our reactions on Friday. The last time we played in uh, the TD Garden, we all know how that went. I don't want to talk about it. Night-night. Night-night, baby. Four yeah. rings, four rings. All right, we'll see what happens on Thursday, but should be a fun day, game either way. Yeah, thank you, uh, Luke, for joining us today. Sure. Um, in the future, we're going to have some more people. We're, we'll talk about different teams, but... That's going to be it for today. We're going to call that a wrap on Four Wins in June. Yeah, thanks for listening. Talk to you guys later.